Hey you, welcome to our podcast. My name is Keely Fernandez and I started the First Cup group. We are so glad that you are here. I don't know how you found this. I don't know if somebody shared this with you. You may know me personally or you may be in our First Cup group over on Facebook. I'm just so glad you're here. I hope this episode inspires you. I hope it encourages you, maybe just lifts you up today. I hope that the Lord just speaks to you through me, my friends. I hope you just really feel uplifted today. Have a great day and enjoy this episode. Well, good morning and welcome to the first cup. It is actually morning on a Monday, so that's a big deal. Okay. Um, I'm so glad that you're listening today. I'm so glad that you are on my Facebook live. If you don't know, this is your first time listening every Monday ish morning ish. Um, I try and come on here and we just do a quick devotional together with me and my girl pals on Facebook. Um, And so if you're a lady and you're listening and you want to be part of an awesome community on Facebook, um, it's not too intense. It hopefully isn't too annoying. Um, And you'll just have a bunch of prayer warriors. If you need prayer, Um, you can probably find some really great friendships through this group. Um, So we'd love to have you. So hop on over here to Facebook and and check us out. But today we are actually reading out of uh, Priscilla Shire's book, Awaken. And this is 90 days with the God who speaks. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear the Lord's voice during, especially during this time. And so we're actually on day 36. So 90 days, we're on day 36. And it has been great. It has been really, really great. And just definitely some reminders for me that um, I didn't know, you know, I was maybe, I'm Sometimes I walk into some traps. Sometimes I, um, you know, you do all these things and you don't realize, okay, what am I, like, am I still being obedient? Am I still, um, how's my heart, right? Like we got to do some heart checks. Am I, you know, we're reading the word, but are we, are we listening? Are we, are we learning the word? And so um, this has really helped me to stop my day and really engage in the Lord. And um, it's got questions after every day and it's just been really great. But today we're on day 36 and she titles this baby steps, but I wanted to title it, she did what she could. And Priscilla Schreier talks about um, doing what we can. And I just think this is so great because I think a lot of us are, just going to get into the nitty gritty. I think a lot of us are, could be holding back, um, maybe our gifts and our talents and, um, our obedience and our, what we can bring to the table, what we should be obediently bringing to the table. I think some of us are holding that back because we don't think that we're enough. And we don't think that, um, we, what we have is worthy. And we don't think what we have is enough. And we don't think what we have um, can be a great sacrifice to the Lord because it's just not that big of a sacrifice. And so, you know, in this time where we are, hold on, I'm having issues here. Let me get my life together for a second. My book's going to shut and that's okay, but I don't want my Bible to. So let me grab this, grab this. Okay. So I think at a time where we're at right now, where everything is just kind of remote, right? Um, School, some of 
your jobs have become remote. Sometimes they are remote. Sometimes they're in person. We're doing like a hybrid thing. Um, church, some church has become remote. Sometimes it's hybrid. Sometimes you go, sometimes you stay home. Um, in a world where we're living in kind of a, a remote and things are being said where, you know, we're trying to take responsibility, but at the same time, we're, we're kind of taking, and I'm going to say this and listen, I'm not going to be political on this podcast. I'm not going to talk about masks. I'm not going to talk about no masks. I'm not going to talk about, um, you know, vaccines, no vaccine. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, I am going to talk about what is true and what is real and what I think, you know, um, I think that in a world where we are remote, um, we're taking relationship out of things. Would you agree? I think it's very hard to have relations relationship with people. And, and it's hard. It's not, I did not say it can't be done. I'm saying it's harder for us. It makes it even harder for us to go out and have that relationship with someone um, if everything is remote. And so a lot of times we feel, especially we might feel it now more than ever, um, just our efforts, efforts aren't enough. Um, and what we're doing is just not enough. And so why do it? If it's not going to make a difference, then why should I do it? And that might be the mindset that you have. Um, I, I just, she says this and she says it so bold in this. She talks about, um, you know, the woman that, you know, was giving at her, at the synagogue and she was, she was giving her tithe and her offering to the Lord, but she didn't have anything. She literally had, and I don't know because I'm not a theologian and I don't know the Bible very well. I mean, I know it, but I don't know it as well as I probably should, could be better. Um, I'm working on it, but you know, she takes her offering to the synagogue and places it. And it's just so small that people are like, kind of looking at her like, are you serious? That's all you could bring. And the Lord Jesus stops and he's like, thank you. Like you, um, you have done, you know, you've done it. He said, he says, Priscilla says in this, Jesus was never one to demean or minimize people well-intentioned, pure-hearted efforts, no matter how meager or paltry. When a marginalized widow brought only a couple of measly coins to drop gingerly into the collection box, he praised her as a rich example to follow. That is so profound because someone, if you step into this widow's shoes for a second, and you're like, I can only imagine her feeling maybe, um, I can only imagine her feeling maybe uh, ill-equipped, nervous, and scared to be like, oh, I've got to walk up there and place these coins that I have that is nothing, but it's all I have. And I know what is right, and I'm going to do what is right, even though it's not a, a lot. And I'm going to place it there. And I bet she felt very self-conscious about that and worried that it wasn't. A, and Jesus not only was like, thank you for your sacrifice. He called her rich. And I think that is so important because in a time where we are being told that we are remote and that we are distant and you hear these words remote, you hear these words distance. We're literally seeing on commercials, people talking through a screen time of a, of a phone people cooking 
in one house and people cooking in the other house, but we have a screen that helps us cook together. It makes us feel like we are in community, but we're far apart. We're on a phone. Um, you're seeing those things and you're, you're feeling remote and you're feeling distant. Literally, those are the words that are being tossed around. Jesus not only takes that and says, you're not only that, but you are community. You have an amazing relationship. And so Jesus can take these things that we think is not enough. And we think that is just whatever. I'm going to try my best and I'm going to do this. And I'm scared to do it. Wobbly legged like a toddler, first time walking. But we're doing what we can. She did what she could. You're doing what you can. You're doing what you can. And Jesus is going to take that effort, no matter what you think you have that is so small and not enough, Jesus is going to take that effort and he's going to make it huge. Like he's going to, you think you're poor and you have nothing, but you're going to be obedient and give it all to God. He's not only going to say, thank you for your obedience, but you're also rich. And I'm going to make an example out of you amongst all these people that have a lot that are giving not that much. Okay. Um, she did what she could. This unnamed widow who still inspires us with her sacrifice, doing all she could do was enough. And um, she says in many seasons of life, which I think this is a perfect one um, to have as an example, we're prone to wonder if our wobbly, unsteady steps in any one direction are actually worth the painstaking effort they require. We're tempted to just withhold our offering, whether of time, talents, or treasure, assuming it will never be ample enough to interest the Lord's attention, figuring that others would label it a complete waste. And so, you know, yes, we talk about the widow with money, but I want to stand here and say, let's talk about your gifts. Let's talk about your talents. And um, in Acts, um, it actually talks, the Lord actually, I mean, the Lord, Jesus actually talks about um, in the end times. And I think in Acts, Paul wrote Acts and he's re-quoting, um, I think, scriptures in Isaiah. And I wish I could have that on standby for you guys. Um, but in Acts, he talks about, you know, in the end times, um, old men will dream dreams. Um, young men will start prophesying. And he talks about people in the end times. I'm not saying, woo, this is the end times, get ready. I'm just saying that it is prophesied that we have gifts that in the end times will be so rampant. And so I want to tell you guys this. I'm going to go back over, over here to Priscilla in our Awaken book. Um, she talks about talents and gifts that we have. And now more than ever, me and Josiah and, you know, my Aunt Kathy and, and my Uncle Mark, we've been really talking about these gifts of the Spirit and using those gifts of the Spirit and really being in tune to the gifts of the spirit. And a lot of you might think, well, I don't even know what my gift is. Start praying about that. What is your gift? And a lot of you might think, well, gosh, I, I could probably help out at my church, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to be great at it. So I probably shouldn't. Um, I, I could probably help out at my church, but I'm not going to be a leader. So why should I even try? Like what? No, we need you. 
the church right now, you guys, and, and I'm speaking just for the church that I'm a part of, we need people, we need servants, we need people in the field going to work now more than ever. And that's just my church. I can, I bet if your pastors were sitting here or leaders of your church were sitting here with us today, they would say, yes, the church needs the workers. We need help. We need servants. We need volunteers. And so what are your gifts that maybe you're sitting back going, I just, well, it's not that great and it's not enough. And I don't know anything about the Bible really. And, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't know what I can do. Like, oh my goodness, I bet your church needs you in some way. What are your gifts? Start praying those out. Say, God, what are my gifts? And start stirring that in my heart. What are my gifts? What are my talents? What can I do for my church? What can I do for my people that go to my church? Let's talk about your people. Let's talk about your family. Okay. They need you now more than ever. How can you look at your time and say, gosh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really have enough time. Like we got to get in bed because we have to be in bed at a certain time. Um, we've got to hit dinner at this time, baths at this time, um, bedtime at this time. Um, you, you know, we're running on the schedule. How can you readjust your time? Even though you think, oh, five minutes, that's not enough to sit and talk about Jesus with my kids, then I'm not going to do it because it's just five minutes. Are you serious? Five minutes is so much. Like God would be like, oh my gosh, you're rich in time. You have five minutes with your kiddos to sit and talk about their day and correlate it with Jesus and ask what the Lord is speaking to them. Like, do you, we asked Roman that at night, Roman, what did the Lord tell you today? And some of his answers are hilarious. Most of the time he says, be quiet. Like we really think that the Lord is telling Roman to be quiet a lot because <laughs> that's what he tells us. Maybe the Lord's telling you to be quiet because he's speaking just words to him. Like the heavens are open and just pouring words into Roman. Like, wow. Or maybe Roman is being disobedient and God saying, Roman, be still, be quiet. I don't know, but we're asking him. We're opening the floor up to him to say, what is the Lord doing in your life? And yes, you're three years old, but you know what? God works in three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds and 16-year-olds. The Lord can work in 16-year-olds. What are you doing with your kids and your time? Even if you have five minutes, you don't think that's enough time. It is, and the Lord will call you rich because you're using that time for the Lord. What? She did what she could. She did what she could. What can you do today? And this year, you know, some of you may know, I sell yearbooks. And one of the main things at the beginning of the year that somebody in the yearbook world said, um, it's so easy that we can focus on the things that we're not doing. We can focus on those all day long and be sad about it and say, oh, we don't have this and we don't have this. And we're not going to get to do this. We're not going to get to do that because we're not doing this. We're not doing this. But what if we changed our perspective and we changed our mind to what are we doing? Yeah, we're not having a prom, but what are we doing? Yeah, we're not having a homecoming game, but what are we doing? What are we doing? And get coverage on that. Now, let's change that over to Jesus. It's so easy for us to sit here and say, well, what am, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And <clears throat> I can't, you know, I, I can't talk to my kids about Jesus because we just don't have time during the day. Or, you know, I can't serve at my church because I don't have a leadership background. I don't have um, the capability to stand on stage and preach. Well, no one's asking you to preach. <laughs> it's okay. Calm your minds. And I'm saying that because I'm so like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they want me to ask for help. Oh my gosh, do I, I, do I need to know all the books of the Bible. 
right? I need to know at least one scripture. I need to have it memorized, right? To be able to help people. No, we're not asking you to do that. We're asking you to say hi when people walk in the door. We need greeters. We need people in childcare. We need people loving on our baby church. We're not asking you to be a preacher. We're not asking you to be a prayer um, worker that stands on the front of the room and prays for people. Well, I don't know how to pray. Well, then don't be a prayer. That's maybe not your gift. What is your gift? What can you do? We can sit here and say, I can't do this and I can't do that. And she's so great at this. We're not going to talk about comparison today, but she's so great at that. And he's so great at that. I can never do that. I can't do that. Or let's change our perspective to what can I do? What can you do with your time, with your money, with your gifts, with your talents? What can you do? Beloved, do what you can. That's what she says. Take that step. Offer that service. Submit that idea. Set that goal. Say that prayer. Make that request. Use those talents. Do what you can. What you can. Do what you can. Don't do nothing just because you can't do everything. Don't do nothing just because you can't do everything. There's a reason that Jesus sought out the disciples who were fishermen, who smelt like fish, which is not the greatest smell. I don't know if there's any perfume around out there that's called trout, right? It's not a good smell. They were fishermen. They stunk. They were not, they were fishermen. They went to their trade because as young boys, you're supposed to memorize the Torah, which is basically the whole Old Testament. You're supposed to memorize that. And um, they, and then you're supposed to follow a rabbi and the rabbi chooses the kiddos and says, come follow me. Well, they didn't get chosen. So they went to their trade. So they were not only fishermen, they probably felt like failures because they're like, we weren't even chosen to be, you know, follow a rabbi. And you know what? Who chose them? Jesus. And you know what he actually said? Come follow me. Jesus told him that. Come follow me. Not only are you doing a trade, you're smelling like fish, you're out in the water all day. Come follow me. And I will make you fishers of who? Men. I will make you fishers of people. What? There's a reason that Jesus chose them. And, you know, we talked about it in this group. We talked about what your favorite part of the Christmas story is. And someone in here said, I love that he chose the lowly people to talk to first. To literally get the blessing of our Savior. Who did he choose? Did he choose a king? Absolutely not. He chose a carpenter. Did he choose a queen? A a beautiful queen that was, no, he chose Mary. (laughs) A woman named Mary who was a virgin with the shepherds, did he choose, um, you know, he, he did tell the wise men to follow the star, but did he choose, you know, prominent people, mayors and councilmen and all these people to do, to, to, to say, Hey, go here and worship the King. He's coming. No, he chose stinky. I know I keep talking about people smell, but just think about these people that live out here. I mean, shepherds that are out with sheep all day. He chose them to experience a choir of angels. She did what she could. And Jesus will take your efforts, no matter how little, Jesus will take that and turn that into huge efforts. You just got to bring it to the table. And we cannot hold back anymore. We cannot hold back anymore and say, well, I can't do the big thing, so I'm not going to do anything. 
We've got to do something. What are your talents? Start praying on that. What are your talents? And I'm going to read um, Mark chapter 14, um, verse 8. It says, uh, the poor, you, this is in, sorry, this is in verse 7, but it says, the poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. In 8, it says, she did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Like, how crazy is that? This is the woman that poured, um, that poured, uh, anointed Jesus with perfume before, before the, before his, before he gets taken to be crucified. Um, and the disciples are like, woman, leave her alone, leave her alone. And that's a whole nother topic we could talk about, about how you're trying to prove your efforts and people might be standing in your way saying no. And you, yes, that's what I, this is what I do. You know, Jesus is going to look at that. And do you know what he said? Did you hear that? He said, truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, in Keely Fernandez's house, through a stinking podcast, through a Facebook live group, wherever it is preached, what she has done, what this woman has done will be told in memory of her generations and generations and generations to come. All she had was a jar of perfume that she anointed Jesus with because she knew in her heart yeah, I don't have all this. I don't have all these things, but I have this and I'm going to anoint him for his burial. What? What? We're still talking about it today. What does that say? She did what she could. She did what she could. And um, she quotes this scripture in here. It says, Zechariah 4, chapter 10, who has despised the day of small things? Not us, not anymore. We're moving forward one step at a time. Who has despised the day of small things? A day of small things with Jesus and God, don't despise that. It's about to be a world-changing day, okay? So start praying on things. Let's start, let's start praying together on what we can do. How can we bring our efforts to the table no matter how small or big they are? God's going to use them. I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with us on the podcast, and we will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening today. I hope this episode was just what you needed. If you're a lady friend, go find us on Facebook, the First Cup Group. We'd love to have you there. We'd love for you to grow in our community with us. We hope that you have a great day and come back and see us soon. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.